Duncan. Go! Football cards collecting and investing. We have ourselves a big game matchup. Eagles versus the Chiefs. Andy, I'm still so sad. My patron, St. Joey B., lost. We both like the Bengals, but we also both like the Eagles. But today, we're going to let you know everything that we've learned from this postseason when it comes to football cards. And a little bit later, you're going to get our early Super Bowl prediction. But Andy, our poll question for those that are watching live right now, have you sold $100 or more of football cards this postseason? I'm throwing the question to you, my brother. Uh, yeah, yeah, man, absolutely. I just sent out a Black Prism Silver uh, Jalen Hurts today in the in the in the mail that I sold for one thirty five. So that right there already uh, exceeded the hundred dollar threshold. Um, and that and that's just really scratching the surface. I think I probably had close to about a dozen flips uh, since since the postseason kicked off. So I'm sitting good right now, man. I am too. I had one of my better eBay eBay days in quite some time. I decided to part ways with a lot of my Jamar Chase and a lot of my Joe Burrow collections. And our general topic today, number one, did you sell $100 or more of football cards this postseason? And number two, Andy, we were talking about this before we actually started going live. You have been discussing this, you know, just in general on your channel for years now. But it looks as if we both have warmed up to 99 cent auctions, no reserve for players that are currently playing in the postseason. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this before Carter, and I think it's uh, really important to talk about how much the, the hyper relevancy matters. So if you're a big play moment or during halftime of the game uh, or, or right as the game ends and you're picking the player from the winning team, especially a guy that's, you know, somewhat of a focal point or a superstar putting up some big plays, you're going to capitalize on that hype, right? It's not to say you won't in a buy now format, but you're creating a bidding war with that card, especially if it's a more rare card that's got some desirability around it. I mean, you're absolutely creating a bidding war that could be very advantageous um, to selling. So I think it's a good idea. So, Andy, I sold a lot of my Jamar Chase stuff, and I sold a lot of my base Joe Burrow PSA 10 stuff. And I couldn't have been happier. I thought, you, you know me, Andy, I am not, you know, a moneymaker in this industry. I like to collect. I like to build my collection. But I got a wedding coming up, Andy. I, I And bills have got to get paid. I did not know uh, florals are, are what they are, right? They're like 20 Joe Burrow-based PSA tents. So I said, hey, let's see if I can move some of this stuff. I 99 cent auctioned it, and I ended it at the night of the AFC championship game. So there was a huge advantage for someone like me because they let us know before Joe Burrow ever even played his game versus the bills um, that we knew what times the AFC and the NFC championship games were going to end. So with that information, Andy, I knew what time the Bengals and chiefs game were going to end. And this is just, you know, something that we're going to talk about, you know, going into uh, the Super Bowl. And and here, here's something I want you to put up uh, Kev's uh, comment right here, Andy. He sold Jamar Chase buy it nows. Good stuff, Kev. And I love the Air Wilfork. Uh, That's brilliant. I love it. Look at, look at, uh, look at Kev. He had some success <laughs> with, 
with, with, with buy it now, I was very happy with my decision to 99 cent auction some of my stuff, but I also was able to move some of my stuff as uh, BINs as well. So what this taught me, Andy, is if you have a collection of players that are currently playing in the playoffs, move it. I mean, move it. Keep some of the stuff, keep the stuff that you want, but really ask yourself, how important are these cards to my collection? If you can't answer a thousand percent, this means a lot to me, move it. And that money could be used to move into an even bigger card of your favorite player. Absolutely, man. You you never know when uh, this type of hype spike and hyper relevancy will come around again. I mean, it may be three or four years before they get back to a Super Bowl or a championship game in this case. Um, and, you know, injuries can happen, down seasons. Uh, and it, it always makes sense to strike when the iron's hot, whether that's in a buy it now or in an auction. But you've absolutely proved 100%. And because I'm looking at a uh, your your leaf metal draft here, one of one, where you timed it perfectly, capitalized on that, got two hundred seventeen dollars and fifty cents with fifty four bids. That's even more eye opening to me than than the actual ending price. But it's the fact that there was absolutely a bidding war for this card that ensued at, at when it ended. It was, um, and. Let me let me just say this. I love me some Jamar Chase. I still have uh, one of his Leaf One of Ones that I'm probably going to keep in my PC forever. But I said to myself, "Do I really need this one as well?" Um, and you look at this card right here, and we'll just ask the chat this question. This was a, a buy it now. Uh, this was his most recent buy it now. Would you rather have my One of One Leaf unlicensed, or would you rather have Prism of him? in uniform in an SGC slab for 200. Um, I I would probably take the SGC card over that. And look, you know, this was two bids. This obviously didn't start as a 99 cent auction. So I understand, Andy, it's it's a leap of faith to do the 99 cent auction, but 54 bits. I mean, now I was very shocked that that many people were interested in this card. Yeah, I think this SGC obviously would have went for a lot more if the seller had ended it on on uh, Sunday, on Sunday right. night instead of Monday night. Uh, we, we see so many auctions ending on Monday night. It's kind of like a default night to end auctions. I, and I think that's part of the the reactive or the retrospective uh, mentality of a lot of buyers, um, you know, looking at the results from over the weekend and kind of analyzing it and then making their move on Monday and a lot of consignment uh, shops have picked up on this. And that's why we see so many more auctions ending Monday than any other day of the week. I, I'm convinced of that. So I'm, I would be really curious to see what this card would go for. But for me, it is really close because I do like the one-of-one -one appeal from the Leaf Metal Draft. I also, I think maybe it's overanalyzing it, but the signature is a little bit probably because, you know, this was one of the first stickers that he signed probably right. early on in his college career, whereas like this one from the Black Prism that's released as a uh, insert in Chronicles, you know, this is like probably on his 5,000th signature, right? And, and it is impressive that he still put the number one because there that's are variations one. of Jamar Chase's autograph that I've seen him just put JC. And that's when he's like, you know, he was just like absolutely on probably signature 10,000. So, um, 
I don't know. There's something about that that I like. I also I also hear from a lot of people they really like Leaf. Leaf is still a popular set. Leaf is still made with some good quality. It's just not licensed, so it doesn't have that brand recognition of Prism. It doesn't have that RC shield. Uh, but a lot of people have come to really like Leaf. You have that little Leaf X XRC rookie logo, which I think is pretty cool. Right. Um, so yeah, it's and and you got the scarcity, right? It's kind of like the the purple color is kind of neat because it in some ways it's kind of color matched to LSU and you got the whole connection with Joe Burrow and everything. So it's very much strong LSU ties to the Bengals still. And yeah, um, yeah I mean, you, I mean, you really did a good job. I'm kind of torn between the two. I guess, yeah, I'm kind of torn between the two. They're kind of I am too. As a big Leaf guy, I, I I love Leaf as well. I know that's not popular. I know it's not licensed, but I I've just collected Leaf. It is a little bit cheaper, and I'm not in this for the money. So uh, unless, of course, you got florals, you got to pay for. So uh, it's uh, it, it's very very interesting. And today, Andy, we're going to talk about timing auctions right like i am a big believer in 99 cent auctions i i used to not be because it is such a leap of faith what if nobody sees it and someone gets a steal that's happened to me with tj watt but if someone is hyper relevant they're going to bid on your cards there's enough people with joe burrow just his name as a safe search that beeps in that's going to get you what the other Joe Burrows are, are worth. Now, obviously, there's no 1,000% guarantee, but my mindset has changed towards auctions. Now, once again, Kev said he had a lot, a lot of success with buy now. I made a buy now sale myself, myself. But as someone that doesn't sell a whole crap, a, a lot of cards on eBay, I do most of my stuff at shows now, um, I, I was very pleased. And Andy, overall... Let me ask you this question. Were you pleased at the overall volume of cards sold over the weekend? Yeah, the, the volume sold was very solid, It's but it's a lot more consolidated, right? You, you don't have as high of a volume on uh, Patrick Mahomes as you did Jalen Hurts, uh, and, and that's because of how high his prices are already at. I mean, yeah, right. sure, they're down from where they were a year ago, championship game time, but still – they're still very expensive. They're the most expensive, like 2017 and newer, you know, cards to purchase besides Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. Like comparatively speaking, you could probably put uh, Josh Allen in in there as well. But even Josh Allen, his cards have taken uh, quite a quite a significant dip since the um, since the loss uh, to the Bengals the week prior. So um, I am overall pleased with the volume. Of course, J uh, Jalen Hurts is seeing the biggest impact, like just looking at his graded volume uh, compared to Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow. His, like, for example, his base dollars, his base dollars up almost 23%. The new trend there of $101, that's more than Justin Herbert. So that that's kind of, it's pretty impressive, man, when you look at it. And then I dial into it and I compare between auction and buy it now. I see the best transactions still in buy it now. And I think that's just goes to the difficulty of, of timing an auction perfectly and getting the right uh, amount of eyeballs on it. But you can, you can even see like there was one Sunday night, 1030 uh, that Whoa. ended for 150, you know, 144 right there. So got to get that re relevancy baby. And that was something that we've talked a whole lot about on the Patreon discord, patreon.com slash football cards is where you can get it. It is currently pinned, 
uh, on the live chat right here. And I have got a very important bit of information on a guy that I've loved to hate for quite some time. And this player's name is someone that I gave out on the channel a few weeks ago. But Andy, before I reveal who that player actually is, we want to let everybody know about the new Card Shop Live, baby. Let's go. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, so the Card Shop Live is the ultimate singles and box breaking live streaming shopping experience, guys. Uh, this is a tightly vetted seller experience. I've got the single auction sellers pulled up, the featured sellers. Check out this list of featured singles auction sellers on here. You can actually catch the sports card nonsense, guys, on here. Auctioning off football cards, singles, geos, break. They've got all the latest, um, like the latest box breaks on here. I was going through the different categories earlier, like 2022 Illusions is up there now. You baseball, basketball. There's uh, NFL Optic random team breaks. I mean, there's just so much cool stuff. The the shopping experience is very simple. They have one click grading at checkout. Um, and on top of it, guys, just for, for them being a sponsor and collaborating with our show here, we have a link in our description that if you sign up using our link, you'll get entered into a 2022 Donruss Hobby Box giveaway that we're running in February. Uh -oh. And I'm I'm getting a report. Today's the last day. Today's the last day of January. So uh, if you don't, if you do it tomorrow, then I don't think you're going to be included in the report. I'm getting a report from them tomorrow with everybody that signed up uh through the first two months of being partnered with them and we're running a giveaway so definitely want to check it out take advantage of that and um let us know how you like it man yeah so before we continue here the buyer still hasn't paid for the jamar chase autograph i might be putting the cart before the horse that person might be saying oh my goodness jamar's not going to the big game i'm just gonna flake out on the football card quest if that person does, I'm flaming. I'm not going to do that. I know things pop up, but still, I'm going to say this. I, this was going to be my hobby tip of the week. If you commit to buying a card, pay for it. It seems like that would be simple, Andy. It seems like that, but I have a feeling, and I'm just going to put these, these vibes out there that this person is going to pay for this card by the end of this episode, okay? Now, the player I gave out a few weeks ago, Devonta Smith. The Slim Reaper, who broke my heart. Louisiana high school football legend for Mamie, Louisiana. Doesn't go to LSU. He goes to Alabama. You know what he does, Andy, at Alabama? He tears Derek Stingley Jr. apart two consecutive years. Did you know that, Andy? That Devonta Smith had career his two best career games. Both came against Derek Stingley. Did you know that in college? Ooh, no, I did not know that. That's really impressive. Devonta hurts me. It hurts me to say how good this guy is. And a few a few weeks ago, that was my play of the week. And what's very interesting is Matt Murray brings up that I can't believe how expensive Devonta Smith rookie cards are currently. He can be the fifth player to win the Heisman National Championship and Super Bowl. Now, is he Justin Jefferson? No. Is he Jamar Chase? No. But Devonta Smith... In every big playoff game, I swear, going back to his days versus Alabama, at Alabama, the dude plays his best in the biggest games. And it would not shock me if he is a Super Bowl MVP. And I'm actually going to sprinkle a little bit on that because this guy makes not only just catches, he makes spectacular catches like the one he had versus the 49ers. 
Yeah, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. And they're going to have to throw the ball more, most likely, against Kansas City. Right. Uh, Kansas City could control the pace of this game. They come out, you could run up the score a little bit. They could put points up in a hurry. And all of a sudden, the Eagles got to throw the ball more. And we saw take some shots against San Francisco. We talked about how that was uh, San Francisco's weakness, and they, they exploited that early. And then the defense for the Eagles did the rest on Brock Purdy and Josh Johnson, whoever they put in there, you know, put a beating on Christian McCaffrey. Uh, he, he showed some pretty uh, big toughness in that game, man. Pretty cool. big. One of those runs was pretty uh, pretty big. That one that he broke a couple tackles, got a touchdown. Um, yeah, I love Devonta Smith in this game. I feel like he's he's been just as dynamic and more productive than A.J. Brown. And um, earlier in the season, people would ask me why A.J. Brown's uh, prices hadn't gone more because there were a couple big boom games. But I was like, you know, because they have these, they have multiple super dynamic weapons, and and then they also have very strong run games. So it's like when you spread the ball around that much, it's like trying to pick, you know, a guy on the Kansas City's uh, wide receiver room that's gonna that's gonna break out and right. and go up in value. It's like you go with Juju, you go with Kadarius Tony, you know, Miko Hardman, you go with Sky Moore. It's like what, what, in Marcus Valdez Scantling this past week, and it's like now it's kind of. They're all injured, so maybe Marcus Valdez Scantling. But it's like trying to pin one of those guys when you have uh, then uh, Travis Kelsey, you know. So ultimately, and then it goes back to Jalen Hurts, and I think that's why we're seeing the biggest uh, spike on Jalen Hurts. And then Devonta Smith has got a bigger, more prolific college resume. He he's got a bigger college story, and uh, than AJ Brown. So that plays a lot into it. You know, that's a, that plays a lot into it. Man, I'm loving the show. I'm loving the live interaction. This was such a great decision to do it live. So if you want to get your player or your question answered immediately, there is a little dollar sign super chat. We go straight to your question. We'll finish up what we're talking about. and We'll go straight to it. That goes to Andy. It helps grow the channel. So if you want to get your question in, feel free to super chat that in. And we're going to talk about Andy, the guy that is the thumbnail of the video. I promise we're going to get to Brock Purdy and what to do with his cards. We're going to talk about, obviously, Joe Burrow. I had to take a deep breath there. I'm still a little hurt after this past weekend. But like you said a minute ago, Mahomes' prices are so high for a lot of people that you know there's just not as much interaction. Now, Andy, people are in the same spot that they were with Jalen Hurts. Is he actually really as good as people think he is? Or is he? Is this just a one-year kind of thing, Andy? Uh, you talked about his prices for the PSA ten. You know, getting up there with Herbert and all of that. I'm gonna. Um, uh, well, before we go to this, let's go to Derek's super chat right here. Look at this. Look <laughs> at that. What do you think Trey Lance is doing for the Super Bowl? I'm gonna go to. I'm gonna go to you, Andy. Well, I saw him standing on the sideline. Like he was cutting right. it up with Jimmy G over there. They're kind of like maybe joking about if they uh, were going to have to actually put pads on or something and, and get in the game, maybe. I don't know. Or if Chris McCaffrey was going to play quarterback. Um, yeah, I think Trey Lance is going to be, he's going to be kicking it, man. He's going to be watching the game, probably playing some Call of Duty on another screen. Maybe he's got Kyler over at the house. Uh, <laughs> maybe they got some other. Party favors at the house. I don't know, man. That's, that's my guess. Trey Lance had a really good weekend this past weekend, right? Especially if you hold Trey Lance cards. What do we know for sure? Brock Purdy is not going to be ready for the start of next season. And uh-huh. Jimmy G having success, Brock Purdy having success, 
What do you think Trey Lance is going to do in that offense? There is a floor for him, right? A lot of people are going to think he is going to be at least Jalen Hurts level good, right? The 49ers and the Eagles are very similarly built. Similarly, similarly, are they similar in their roster builds? They have just a great supporting cast, a great coaching staff. I'm telling you, I'm glad Derek asked about Trey Lance here. If you have Trey Lance cards and you didn't panic sell during the Purdy Mania, you're you should be pretty happy with where you are right now because if Tom Brady is not the guy in San Francisco next year, Trey Lance is going to be your starter for the 49ers. Yeah, they're at a bottom, man. I'm just looking at like the base cards are just pennies on the dollar. The optic hollows now 20. $20. I mean, that's that's a bottom to where they were when the season started close to 100. I mean, there were there were spikes. Well, the product was newer as well. So you have that dynamic in there. Uh, but there were spikes around 150 for the prism silver for the optic hollow. Um, and then you could go and look at the the other tier of card I like to look at. Let me go back to this window uh, is his rookie ticket autos. And I would be willing to say that they probably fallen down under $200. And if they have, that's an absolute steal because you can compare that to other guys from the draft class. You compare that to, I mean, there's still, obviously there's a mega purchase, but here's a perfect (laughs) example. Best offer accepted people willing to take that deal. He's probably had this card listed for a little while. He's got a high shipping, but if you can get the card for under $200, a card of this caliber for some of that draft capital, the market, everything, uh, that's a buy, man. That is definitely a buy when those those were $1,000 cards, maybe a little bit more before the season. I think the best thing, if you are someone holding Trey Lance cards, is that he got hurt early, right? Because the one thing that drives card prices is not what you do. It is the hype surrounding what you could potentially be. And I think Trey Lance still has this aura around him, third overall pick, dual threat capability, elite arm, elite speed. He looks like Jalen Hurts, honestly, in in, in, in many ways, um, in how they play. So I'm telling you, uh, it, you, you had a pretty good week because Trey Lance is going to be the guy. But you see our guy Ziggy No, sports card content legend. Would you say the 49ers are our QB away from Marine? Brady to 49ers, as you mentioned. I did a TikTok on this right when the game ended. Tom Brady to the 49ers just makes too much sense. We know Tom Brady's affinity for the San Francisco 49ers and Joe Montana. Andy, as a Brady guy yourself, your thoughts on the possibility? Well, it's definitely a possibility. I think they do have the offensive line to be able to support Brady. Maybe maybe got to beef up the interior offensive line because Brady's absolutely terrified of taking a hit, and that's where you got to protect him. Got to protect him. Um, so even if it was Brady, I mean, Brady's elbow would have been torn up on, on Sunday as well. The Eagles were not going to be denied that game. You could tell the ferocious, uh, front seven, Hassan Reddick, Ndamukong Sue, uh, man, those guys in the secondary for the Eagles. I mean, they were just playing lights out. So yeah, I mean, the the teams like that, they're going to be tough to get through whether you got Tom Purdy or or Aaron Rodgers, you know, is another big off season storyline. So um, yeah, I mean, I think Tom Brady could go there. I mean, it's a possibility. Uh, I think the San Francisco's got some decisions to make. They got a lot invested into Trey Lance, man. A lot invested in Trey Lance, and then you got a freebie guy here in Brock Purdy 
that just led you to a championship game. And there's going to be a lot of uh, rumors and suspicions. Like, what if he didn't get injured? Could he have let a comeback? Could he have possibly won? So there's going to be a lot of retained hype for Brock Purdy going into next year, too, until there's like solid news of what they're going to do for a starting quarterback. We appreciate Derek for the super chat. We are big. I, I'm not a huge Trey Lance guy, but a little bit later for my play of the week, I'm going to share with you another NFC quarterback that I find to be very, very interesting. But we go back to Jalen Hurts, right? Um, this guy is really good. Like, did he play amazing this postseason? He didn't need to, right? Because both games were blowouts. But this is his Super Bowl run. And Andy, you've been saying it. I've been saying it. The Eagles are well-built. They're well-run by Howie Roseman. And Jalen has played really well. And I'll keep bringing it up. You have made a lot of money on Jalen Hurts cards. You, you, you've you bought a lot and you've already sold a bunch before he even became great. This is the kind of quarterback that you want to find, right? One that doesn't have the buzz of a Justin Herbert but one that is really good, surrounded by a supporting cast, is well put together. Jalen, with the shoulder stuff, he's tough as nails. He is very affable. And honestly, if you bought Jalen during the season when the market kind of, you know, flatlined a little bit, you are sitting pretty daggum pretty right now. Yeah, you're sitting really pretty, and you and you have the flexibility on whether or not you want to run an auction or do a buy it now and list it for like 10 to 20% higher than what they're currently selling for now. Uh, they're in the catbird seat to win the Super Bowl at this point. And um, yeah, man, I mean, it, it, it goes back. Like, I'll take the humble, uh, athletic, super athletic rushing quarterback uh, any day if his prices are a half or a quarter of these guys that um that are contenders that uh, have big personalities and I'll, I'll take that man because i'm looking at the entire team scenario i'm looking at the supporting cast i'm looking at the offensive line you know like you talk about guys like jason kelsey we, we talked about how high his autograph stuff uh went up now we got the kelsey bowl so he's there's going to be people paying some serious money for his uh, his stuff as well so it's, it's pretty interesting to look at uh, players like that on the team. Even Hassan Reddick had a bunch of autos sell over the weekend, Carter, on Sunday. I think you're you're really in the catbird seat with these Eagles players. And they just they started from more or less the bottom uh, a year or two ago uh, in terms of where the hype was, where the certainty in, in from the fan base. I mean, you can ask our guy, Filthy Collector. He even posted up messages that he posted himself you know, completely questioning Howie Roseman and uh, like all the moves, like doubting Jalen Hurts and the Eagles themselves doubted Jalen Hurts for so long. And and now they put everything together, man. So here we are. Man, he's he's good. Here's the one thing I always liked about Jalen Hurt plays is like you said, he's likable. It goes a long way, right? A lot of people in the hobby, just like me, you know, they, they don't like Kyler Murray. They they uh, they, they don't like the drama, and Jalen is very anti-drama. And, you know, you go back to the story with Alabama getting benched for the national championship game, coming back and being to his backup the entire freaking season, and then transferring to Oklahoma and being a Heisman finalist. Remember, Jalen Hurts got knocked out of the college football playoffs by the greatest team of all time. So this guy has always been very good. Um, and I saw a bunch of people with this revisionist history stuff, then 
why did Nick Saban pick Tua over Jalen? Tua was better than Jalen in college. Let's stop that nonsense. But Jalen, I mean, he was a guy who, who moved around and was always a very humble guy about his business. And he's balled out. He's He's been freaking solid. And, you know, obviously it's not the best time. I, I see uh, uh, Jay Forbes right here. It's one of my Power Hour LSU people who got into football cards from the channel. That's good to see. Uh, what a Panini Absolute Football Jalen Hurts rookie card materials patch be worth buying for $29. Just depends on the card and the variation and all of that. Obviously, right now is not the time to to to, to buy Jalen. That's going to be my next question for you, Andy. Should people sell their Jalen Hurt cards uh, right now? And that answer for me, Andy, is a resounding yes. Yeah. Yeah, I always strike when the iron's hot. You have a big, big um, opportunity here for Jalen Hurts, and we know how difficult it is to get uh, back to a Super Bowl. Where his cards have come, this is your this is a great chance. Uh, chances are, and you've been in, uh, you know, around the channel and stuff. We've talked about this guy many, many times before the season, during the season, uh, and so yeah, this is this is your shot, man. And I'm even looking at. I would even consider an auction. I may take down and run as an experiment uh, my Jalen Hurts Prism PSA 10 that I currently have listed for like uh, 240 and it hasn't sold yet, but I'm looking at an auction right here, Monday 605 that sold for 260. So I think if my Jalen Hurts Prism PSA 10 doesn't sell uh, here this week, I will run a seven day auction and time it. I want to end it like halftime show, Super Bowl. I think that'll be like the ideal time because chances are you still have uh, a lot of question marks on who's going to win the game, right? And it's going to be up in the air. It's going to be close, but the Eagles could be leading by halftime, you know, so you kind of have that element in there. Uh, people also have an elongated halftime. So you have time to actually impulsively buy stuff on eBay or be involved in a bidding war for things. I think that's going to be the optimal time, Carter, but it could also be the first quarter. Like Jalen Hurts throws a strike to Devonta Smith, opening drive 70 yards down the field. That right there could be the spike because that's the impulse that says, oh, my gosh, the Eagles are going to win this game, right. and, and they go to get to Jalen Hurts. So you could – I think it's the beginning of the game, the middle, or towards the end. Um, you, you really are kind of rolling the dice. I may go for the beginning, honestly. I think that may be the best bet. And then this gets into a, 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 another question, you know, should you have an auction in Sunday night of the Super Bowl, right? Because Super Bowls are busy, right? People are at parties. They're, they may not be paying attention to cards. They might just be paying attention to the game because the thing about it is like an AFC championship game feels like, you know, just a normal football game. The Super Bowl, as Joe Burrow has uh, pointed out uh, before, it's a completely different game. So my question to you, Andy, is – should you run a 99 cent auction that in that goes from Saturday night to the Saturday night before the Super Bowl? I had a lot of success with doing that. I didn't actually have any end on uh, the Super Bowl last year um, because I was scared of the, um, of the the busyness of the Super Bowl. I think I only did like one card. Then I might be totally off base on that. But it is interesting. Would, would you do it on like a, a Sunday to a Sunday? I, th I Oh, you mean Saturday to a Saturday? Or Saturday, Saturday to a Saturday. 
I, I like that. I like that as well because the thing is, people are going to be placing bets on this game, right? And and you got to think about it from like a betting standpoint, like parlay it directly with sports betting um, or setting like prop bets or setting uh, your daily fantasy rosters, right? Uh, for this game, there is going to be daily fantasy football. Sports betting is probably the biggest game of the year for for sports betting, right? So. I would I would say a lot of those people are going to be setting their bets Saturday night and Sunday before the game uh, because you have the most amount of information. We have full injury reports and practice reports from all of the players supporting guests that are questionable for the game. And so, you know, obviously most bettors are going to wait and they're going to wait until that uh, before the game. And, and they don't want the line, the lines to move. Uh, so much so they're not going to probably do it right before the game after everybody else has placed their bets so i think you know saturday night is a good one friday night is probably a good one before the super bowl uh, definitely want to do it at night don't want to do it during the day i would say at night or maybe sunday uh afternoon is decent but yeah I'm, i mean i'm i'm actually tempted to experiment with some of these things i also have a bunch of uh, jalen hurts uh based donors rated rookie raw so i let's go I, I, dude i've got a ton of them actually believe it or not i got a i got a big order back from star stock that i uh, <laughs> that i had sent home i mean there's like star stock bees dude star stock bees from a year or two ago they look great i mean it's like a great looking raw oh. card and I've got a ton of them, so I may actually experiment with a bunch of different times. This is actually a great experiment to run for the show. I'm gonna, I'm, that's what I'm going to do. And the great thing is I could start them right now. Like I could block out tomorrow afternoon and say I'm going to set up all these auctions. That's the best way to do it is start them early when you have time to like you don't have to be sitting down. Okay, it's Saturday night. i got to list this auction because I want it to end a week from now. Start right. it early and have it start at the prescribed time so that it ends seven days from when you want it to end. That's the best way to do it. Let's go. I love and it. 99 cents. That's important. Don't, don't try and get cute and start it at $20, 99 cents to draw in those people early. They flag it. They end up getting into the bidding war. It's, it's just psychology of seeing something at 99 cents, thinking that it could potentially go under the radar. I mean, that's how we all snipe the really good deals you just you flag the ones that that you see are 99 cents and then you watch them till they get close to the end if they're still low and favorable hey man you 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 go in you go in for the snipe uh and sometimes you were aiming but uh sometimes you get them man and sometimes that's where the best deals are had so i think from a selling perspective start those at 99 cents round of applause here for chad I love me some 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 Chad Dyer. He was here last week dropping gems. Now he's sharing he's buying Hassan Reddick autos. I love it. Defensive players. And there he is making a play on Joey B, man. Seven day auction ended a halftime. Yeah, it, it's gonna be interesting. I don't I don't have many Eagle cards. I don't have many um chief cards. I, I just don't have some Clyde Everett Tiller stuff, but obviously he's not really playing right now. So I'm just gonna hold on to that uh for power hour LSU giveaways. Now I want to talk about process versus results, right, Andy? You hear that all the time in sports, right? Sometimes your results don't match your process. And we can go through all my text messages. I remember calling you uh, last year when Jalen heard PSA 10 prism cards. We're going for 50 bucks, 51 bucks, 57 bucks. Sometimes they'll get up to 60, 70, and now they're going for every one of them going for 190 and up. And that's it. You know, sometimes you just got to talk yourself into the process. I'm not a huge Jalen Hurts guy. As you know, Andy, I'm not a huge 
base guy, prism base. I, I, I'll move that all, all day. A lot of these prism PSA 10 burrows that I have, but sometimes these iconic flagship cards, yes, the print run is to a, a, a gazillion on some of these, but if you can get a PSA 10 prism, uh, for 40, 50 bucks of like a big time player, my process told me to buy it. And guess what I said to myself, Andy, you're a wimp. Don't spend money, even though it's telling you to do it. <laughs> Sometimes Andy, even if the results don't yield a two X or a three X, Sometimes you 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 got to take those chances if something really sticks out to you, and that's that's something that you do a really good job of. Uh, yeah, yeah, I do like to follow the process of 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 honing in on the right uh, athletic profiles combined with the right roles and team scenarios. Understanding that these active uh, relevant players that are young that have these starting jobs locked down. I mean, there's going to be hype spikes for them when you kind of study. Uh, the team, the acquisitions, kind of where they're at in in their their uh, their franchise trajectory. Uh, I think that's a big deal because you can really hone in on some some hype spikes. Like there's going to be some big moves this off season, some storylines we're following, and it's going to happen again. It's a cyclical process, uh, like you talked about. And um, yeah, I mean, I missed on I missed on Trey Lance. I missed uh, on Lamar Jackson, even though I was much closer. Like I had some offers to break even, but I'm. I'm holding. I'm holding my Trey Lance. I missed on Russell Wilson. I'm still going to hold Russell Wilson. Uh, you know, it's. I think that I'm. I'm not going to make profit off it. No, I bought a a base prism of his for a hundred dollars. I don't think I'm going to make a profit on that ever again. But I do think I'll be able to break even. But I smashed on Jalen Hurts, like smashed on T Higgins. You know, uh, smashed on Tony Pollard earlier in the season. Um, I smashed on Zay Jones. Like I did really well on my Zay Jones investments. Like, uh, so that's another guy coming to the top of my mind. Um, I always, I always have done well with, uh, with the wide receivers that were tied to Tom Brady earlier this season, whether it was Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, or even Russell Gage at the beginning of the season. Uh, even though it was, it would, the season didn't work out. There's always people that pop in and will, will impulse buy those guys, but we'll see what the quarterback situation brings for them. But, yeah, I think you follow the process, and it works out. I mean, you, you you diversify, and you'll you'll really hit hard on some guys, and the other guys that you miss, you end up holding. So it's not like a total loss, right? You hold them for a future news spike. Whether it's like just you know pure like my Jordan Love collection. Now I am I am not going to risk him uh, throwing a bunch of picks and looking you know having a string of losing games next year if he starts at all it's going to be sell on the news like I'm, I'm just like double up sell on the news and and get out it's not a long-term investment for most of the guys that i pick up it's all <laughs> there's a nice little stack of jordan love there you go it's it's all uh uh flipping and, and there that's like a difference in in jargon you know um even my tom brady cards i'm looking to actively sell my tom brady cards and maybe I'll make some deals Ooh. at the national this summer and, and go ahead because I do think rumors will continue for Tom Brady throughout the rest of the off season until, uh, the, you know, something happens. And I think I'll sell at the, at this point, my, cause I do have a Tom Brady rookie card and I've got some other uh, interesting Tom Brady stuff. And so even that, I think I'm going to go ahead and flip it. Um, you know, all you need is one Jay Glazer link for Tom Brady to the 49ers, a credible reporter saying that there's interest, the hype is going to go through 
the roof. 49ers, iconic brand. Brady with the best coach in the NFL. Maybe the best set of weapons he would ever have uh, with, with the 49ers if he were to actually sign with them. So just be ready uh, for, for that. So, you know, and, and, and go, go to Bob's comment here. Finding underrated skill position players in the offseason down part, part of the process for me off to make four to six X sales when patient during hype cycles. Absolutely. Right. Like obviously a lot of us just focus on the QBs. That's what most of the hobby does, but you know, skill guys, you know, we, we started the show talking about Jamar chase and, and Devonta Smith and, and those guys, but you can make money with Tony Pollard. You can make money with maybe not so much now him coming off this injury, but uh, I mean, you 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 can make money still with with skill guys, right? Trust me. You so Andy was on my Power Hour LSU channel, and he was talking to um, a lot of new collectors like Jay Forbes about hype cycles, right? And so many of my viewers want to get Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson cards, and it's it's hard, right? Their stuff is really high, and Andy, that you know, it sucks for people like me who wants to collect those guys, but the same time it's a good sign that skill guys can can have that type of volume and that type of uh, of, of, of prices yeah those those um those types of prices are where where you make your best flips because ultimately you want to reverse engineer right you want to compare them to other guys in the draft class that are doing well that people are are demanding that are looking up they're buying and then reverse engineer it and 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 then ask yourself, how does this guy's athletic profile stand, stack up? How does this guy's uh, college resume, how does his history stack up with this other guy? And then does he have the role in his team? Like um, I get questions about the Patriots running backs and Ramondre Stevenson had more or less a breakout season for the Patriots, <laughs> but that was a very difficult path for him to, to do that. I mean, he had to right. – Damian Harris had to get injured – and he really had to like dominate in terms of yards generated after catch, broken tackles evaded, plus he's a good receiver and rusher. But next year, it's highly unlikely that's going to be the case. Um, they typically go to a running back by committee. Uh, this is the same reason that none of the Philadelphia running backs ever really break out in, in value, even though Miles Sanders had a good season, some games like, you don't, I mean, Kenny Gamewell can vulture some scores. Uh, Beantown Boston Scott is gonna, gonna get in there and get him some. So, um, you know, all these guys are, you know, you got you really have to look at the role and and like that goes back to the coaching staff. So, uh, you know, a big part of our offseason objectives is to follow the hirings and the firings of the coaching staff because you know, when you understand an offensive coordinator's history and how the, the play calling and personnel decisions are made on a team, you can start to develop roles for a player. And then you combine that with their athletic profile and what they've done in the past. And you can really start to paint a picture on whether or not there's going to be future hype spikes uh, for that player. And so that's that's pretty much a process. And when it comes to quarterbacks, it's, it's, it's a little bit easier because you can really just – you know, ask yourself, is there going to be a news story pop about this guy? Like we did with Mitchell Trubisky uh, before last season and, and sold on that. I sold my, sold my cards on that, man. I didn't take any chances, you know, um, or, or, you know, Daniel Jones is another one that, you know, I did good on this year that um, he, uh, yeah. I mean, he, he really took it to another level this year it, before it was around 
news around Daniel Jones, but this time with a contract year and the new coach, I mean, that was, that was the bet there uh, combined with his athletic profile. And uh, man, he really hit Pater. Danny mother freaking dimes. You gotta <laughs> love it. Um, hey, look, Jalen hurts last year at this time got blown out by a superior team early in the playoffs. Daniel Jones, same thing in a very good situation with obviously Brian Dable. It's just the giants offensive supporting cast is hot dog water. <laughs> they are not good, but we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. I want to shout out my guy, Jonathan Taylor card. Sean is in here. He's really inspired me lately. I've been talking to him a lot. Uh, about just football cards and life. I love me uh, some some Jonathan Taylor cards in the Discord. That's why I go to patreon.com slash football cards where you develop these one-on-one, you know, friendships and communications. Obviously, Derek Richard, you've seen him in the chat. He's become one of my best friends, period. Um, it's amazing what you meet in a Discord, patreon.com slash football cards. Now, before we get into um, hobby tip of the week and play of the week, Andy, um, Let's talk a little bit about Brock Purdy here really quickly. The injury happens. Uh, I know a lot of people are trying to get as much of him printed in these newer sets. This mosaic market, I don't think we've ever seen anything quite like this for any player. No, no, not 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 this way. I mean, even, <laughs> even the base mosaic going back to 2020, I'd say is probably the most comparable because you had the perfect uh, storm of the, the modern sports card boom. Like it was right. really booming at that time. And it was a new release set. So people were like, oh, inaugural set, um, sports card boom. And they were releasing early. They released at the same time as Donners, right at the beginning of the 2020 season. So you had uh, cards coming out for Herbert, burrow at the time justin jefferson all those guys they were absolutely hot they were selling for really good money you know 20 30 i think in when herbert broke out they they got up to like brock purdy prices um just be, you know before championship game and uh but since then you know no, nothing like what we're what we're seeing what we saw before the championship game for brock purdy where they got up to like 80 85 dollars and that's with a photo of brock purdy missing half his leg like on the card, like a terrible Photoshop <laughs> job right. on that card. And they still, the base ones got up to $80. The short print ones were selling for 150, 300, sometimes more, you know, like almost a thousand dollars for the autograph ones. Since then, those have taken a massive dip. Those base ones are now all the way down, all the way down to like 20, $25. But the thing is they're still selling for 20, $25. So I cannot stress enough I would sell those for $20, $25 at a loss right now right. and go ahead and move them because they're going to keep going down in value, especially as more and more sets are released for Brock Purdy. You also got to think about it this way. A lot of people are mad at Brock Purdy, right? Not necessarily mad at him, but how it played out, right? He never had an opportunity to prove himself in the NFC Championship game because he got hurt, right? And look, there's only going to be more of his cards that are going to be hitting the market. I still think you should sell now. This is one of those situations where I know his cards are just flooding everything. I think those mosaics are going to get down to two, three dollars. So I'm dead serious. I, I'm, I'm, I, I, I wish I was being, uh, I wish, I wish I was being hyperbolic, but I'm not. Like I just think his stuff is just going to tank. I think people are going to see through it. They're going to see. They're going to think a little bit harder about why they beat the Cowboys the way that they beat them, and it was because of. Dre Greenlaw and that defense, Fred Warner. Um, 
I'm selling Brock Purdy right now. And I know everybody's selling. And I know there could be another hype spike if he if there's news, you know, that he comes back out, but there's gonna be more Purdy stuff that enters the market. Let's go to PK's question before getting a hobby tip of the week here. Do you think Hertz is that good? Or is it the coaching and loaded roster that makes him look good, similar to the Purdy situation? It's a little bit of both. I've seen Jalen make some really accurate, high-level throws. I've also seen the offense with the RPO zone read stuff give walk-in touchdowns to Kenny Gainwell. Look, it helps if you have Lane Johnson, who's probably one of the best tackles of the modern era. Jason Kelsey could be the best center of the modern era. And obviously, you know, Devonta Smith and A.J. Brown and all those guys. But the hobby doesn't take that into account, right? They see Jalen Hurts winning a lot of games. They see Jalen Hurts making Pro Bowls. And the thing is, is while we are saying sell your his stuff now because it is the Super Bowl hype window, Andy, the Eagles are going to be back at this thing next year. They might not make the Super Bowl, but they're still going to be very good. It's it's both, right? Joe Burrow's got the best one-two wide receiver combo in the league. Uh, maybe outside of Miami, but that's a different story for a different day. Still, Jalen Hurts, I think, is a very good quarterback. Yeah, when you look at advanced stats like uh, EPA or expected points added per play, I mean, he's like top five in the NFL. Yeah. He's actually fifth best uh, quarterback. Um, so looking at some of his advanced uh, statistics, like true passer rating, which factors out unpressured throwaways and drop passes, he's fourth best quarterback in the league this year. That's a big step forward he took in his passing acumen this year over the previous year, including top 10, number eight in deep ball completion percentage. So I, like you, have seen some really good deep passes uh, from Jalen Hurts, which, you know, it takes two to tango. Of course, uh, of course it does. But, uh, you know, ultimately it's not, it's, it's the execution on Jalen Hurts' arm and decision-making and processing what the defense is giving him. Uh, in a very fast time period. Um, so, yeah, I, I think he is he is very good. I think he is very good. Uh, Sean says, if anyone's looking for some firewood, I have a bunch of Russell Wilson. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we get into hobby tip of the week here. For me, it's I've already shared what mine is because I'm on the wrong end of this. Right now, we'll see what happens. Hopefully it changes, like I said, by the end of the show. I know it sucks if you get caught up in a bidding war and you buy a card of someone that just gets knocked out of the playoffs. But like Perry Collectibles, a very loyal Discord uh, to you, Andy, said earlier, if you bid on the card, be prepared to pay for it. So it's a pretty simple hobby tip of the week. For me, Andy, I'm going to go to you. Yeah, I'm gonna. Um, uh, for my hobby tip of the week, I'm gonna answer this question here from uh, Jay Forbes. So why are they? Why are they called napkin patches? Because if it's a, if it's just a plain color patch. So for example, like I'll I'll pull up this uh, Jalen Hurts card right here. I'm sure you got one too, Carter. But a plain yeah. card like this. The reason why they're called napkin patches is because typically napkins are just one single color. Like especially if you go to a restaurant and they give you one of those. Uh, those nice napkins, you know, it's it's like a black napkin or a white napkin, and and that's it. It's just a single color, and and that's why they call it napkin patches. It's just a big old square piece of plain color that's not from any game or event. So for all we know, it could be a napkin, <laughs> and that's kind of yeah. how it got the the name there in the in the hobby. And and typically, 
that detracts from the value, right? Because we already know it's not from a game or a specific event. And in most cases, 99% of cases, except for some of the veteran XR uh, stuff in recent years, but in most cases not. So, so that already detracts from the value. And then on top of that, if you can't even put in a couple colors or some stitching, it's like, man, this really is just a playing napkin patch. Yeah, so here's a, a, a few examples. This is not a napkin patch, not an expensive card. Jeremy Hill, uh, multiple color patch uh, right there. So it's three colors in a patch, and here's just a basic napkin patch. Richard Rip Hamilton. Andy, next episode, I want you to wear the plastic Richard Rip Hamilton uh, <laughs> NBA, NBA mask. I'm going to wear that at the National, and then everybody's going to come up and trying to sell their Rip Hamilton cards. I'm not even really that big of a fan of his, but this was a game-worn patch that they do say that he wore in a game. Plus the mag, I needed a mag uh, at a card show. So I was like, okay, why not just buy him in the, the mag is still clean. So it's basically a free card. Um, so yeah, you know, that's the difference, right? And then obviously there's a difference between player-worn and game-worn. Andy, as you know, I have shifted a lot of my collection of my money towards patch cards, in particular game-worn patch cards that's where i want my specialty to be and i am currently buying game-worn patches of legendary quarterbacks so if you have someone i'm still looking to to, to build that right i'm looking to get into potentially some Dan marino so um yeah there you go now we get into plays of the week and andy mines is actually going to be Simple. I know I referenced him a little bit earlier in today's show, but what is one thing Jalen Hurts had that no other quarterback has had over the past couple of years? Well, it's simple. He had an easy run to the Super Bowl. The NFC this year is one of the softest conferences I have seen. And San Francisco and the Eagles were so much better than every other team in the NFC this year. It's funny, right? I, I think it's borderline hilarious how much better they were than all the other NFC teams, right? And that tells me to look into some different NFC quarterbacks that can have a Jalen Hurts type of run. Now, I know I'm going to get a bunch of uh, pushback on this because I said that this guy isn't the most likable guy earlier in the show, but Kyler Murray, I'm 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 doubling down on Kyler Murray. I still have some of his stuff that I paid for last year. It's the NFC, man. It is so much easier to get through the NFC and have a great year in the NFC than it is in the AFC, right? Good luck if you're an AFC quarterback new into the NFL going through Trevor Lawrence, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and whoever else that I may be missing. Oh, yeah, the freaking MVP from a few years ago, Lamar Jackson. I'm looking at a few different NFC quarterbacks, but Kyler Murray is definitely one of them. There was a guy walking around a, a show a few weeks ago that I went to that was just begging people to take his Kyler Murray cards. Um, I couldn't buy him because I already spent too much, but uh, I, I am doubling down. I know the chat's going to kill me for it, but... Kyler Murray, I still think he's got some juice. Yeah, I'm going to give you an alternative uh, to your play with Kyler Murray. 
uh, because I think I, I, my, my, my just personal opinion is that Arizona is entering more uh, a rebuild mode, and okay. I don't, I think Kyler Murray is going to struggle for a couple years. Um, so I'm actually going to look at the New York Giants. I think they're much closer to being contenders as as close as next year. And the reason why I'm going with the Giants is because. They have some draft capital in this upcoming draft. They're probably going to place a franchise tag on either Daniel Jones or Saquon Barkley and maybe um, ex- maybe offer a new contract to Daniel Jones or vice versa. And and his values have already tanked, as you can see, like not tanked, but yeah, they were not very high to begin with. And they've already cooled off, you know, 20 to 30 percent, as you could see. So I'm, I'm actually going to target Daniel Jones on the New York Giants in an expectation that they're going to pick up some serious wide receiver talent. That's the one thing that they're missing there in New York that could really add to the values of Daniel Jones. I, I think obviously we've seen a tremendous amount of out of the coaching changes and the general management changes they made this year. And I think they're going to place emphasis on wide receiver talent. And that, I think, could create quite a bit of hype based on how Daniel Jones finished this past season. Daniel Jones had a top three red zone completion percentage. Top three, number third best quarterback in the league, red zone completion. True completion percentage factoring out unpressured throwaways and drop passes was 75.7%. Carter, that is for, that ranked top first amongst quarterbacks, uh, qualifying quarterbacks this past year. So, Daniel Jones played really, really freaking well. And um, Brian Dable unlocked, you know, like the the Josh Allen within him or something. And so he took a big, uh, you know, fourth year leap. And so I expect there to be um, hype. Whether whether he actually goes out and outperforms those expectations, I I 100% by draft and then by August, there to be some significant hype around the Giants and Daniel Jones. Uh, and I, I think you can invest now and you can compare him to Kyler Murray. And if you can find deals com- to Kyler Murray, then you go ahead and buy the Daniel Jones. So, All right. People are begging for our big game predictions. And by begging, they're not begging. Our picks, <laughs> you should definitely do the opposite. So in the live chat right now, I know I've already uh, – I know, I know a lot of you are already killing me for my Kyler Murray uh, comment. Jeremy says, lofty statement, Kyler Murray isn't even top 10 QBs in the NFC? Woo. Top 10 QBs in the NFC? Oh, come on. All right, who's better than Kyler Murray in the NFC right now? Maybe Dak Prescott, obviously Jalen Hurts. Maybe Kirk Cousins, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, we don't know what Brady's going to do. And then obviously... Maybe Geno Smith, maybe Matthew Stafford. Give Kyler some credit. I think a Kyler Murray bounce back season is going to happen. Give him a coach. Uh, give him some so, new GMs. Let's go. So, so I do think that Matt Stafford is is better, but he's got to stay healthy, and they've got a tremendous amount of issues there on the Rams. Right. So you obviously that that division is dominated by the 49ers. The Seahawks though are going to be a contender next year. The Seahawks have been absolutely crushing drafts, and Geno Smith played lights out this year. So I think Geno Smith is better than Kyler Murray at at this point. And 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 then you've also got I think my headphone just died. 
Jared Goff? Somebody really thinks Jared Goff is better than Kyler Murray? Are you freaking kidding Not me? from an athletic standpoint, if you give Jared Goff protection in, in the backfield, and that's part of why he's been so good this past year is because the Lions have an elite offensive line and they've got good receivers. If you give Jared Goff protection, then he's good. I, I wouldn't say he's better than Kyler Murray, though. May, but but that's that's my point. Pick an NFC quarterback that you think could have a big run this next year. Jared Goff might be that guy. If you really if you really believe in the biting kneecaps, fighting Dan Campbells, you you go get you some some um, some some Jared Goff cards. Well, I love uh, the Lions. I, I think the Lions could take down the NFC North next year. I think the Vikings uh-oh. are going to regress. I think the Lions are going to take down. Um, but I would say Justin Fields is better than Kyler Murray. I'd go on a limb and say Justin Fields. I'm a, I'm a big Fields guy, and I understand as a thrower, he still has a way to go. But if Darnell Mooney is your best weapon, come on. No, I mean, give, give, give the guys give give the guy a break. Should should Hurts be better as a as a Hurts? Should Jalen uh, Justin Fields be better as a passer at this point in his career? Absolutely, right. At Ohio State, he had the best weapons you could possibly ask for. Um, and he was playing not against the best competition as a passer. He should be more along. He should be, but I, I do believe in Justin Fields. Now, Andy, it, uh, we're going to save it for next week, but we might change our Super Bowl prediction going in to next week. Uh, do you want me to give my prediction first or yours? Uh, sure. Go ahead, man. I, I think I, I think I, the people already know mine, but so we'll give yours first. I know a lot of people like the Eagles in the spot, but Talking myself into Kansas City here, right? Two weeks is a lot of time for Mahomes to get that ankle fully healed. And healed, pun intended. Anyway, uh, to, to, to get that ankle ready to go. Here's my holdup with the Eagles, right? Their roster is better. It, it's it's better from top, top down. But I don't remember a team that had an easier run to the Super Bowl than the 2022 Philadelphia Eagles, right? Going into the season, they had the easiest schedule in the NFL. And if you actually go look, I saw an interesting chart on Twitter. I don't remember who had this chart out. Their EPA per play numbers were so drastically different when they actually did play better teams, when they played teams in the top half of the NFL or winning teams, if you will. And my question to you, Andy, would be this. Are the Giants one of the top 10 teams in the NFL, the New York Giants? Top 10? Yes. No, I mean, they got lucky a lot in a lot of games. I mean, the ball kind of bounced their way, and and they won more games than, than they likely could have. Right. And the Eagles played a team that was playing Christian McCaffrey at quarterback this past weekend. Okay. This is the softest run to Super Bowl we've ever seen. Chiefs are a little bit more battle tested. Um, obviously they're a little bit more experienced and being in the spot. So if I were a betting man and I am, I, I like to play some wagers. I've done really well this postseason. I actually like the fact that I'm getting the better coach. I'm getting the better quarterback and points here. I like the Chiefs. Interesting. 
Well, I, I'm taking the Eagles, and a lot of it's because of their defense. I think their offense is obviously competent. I think their offense can can hang. They'll put up, they're gonna put up points, especially if Jalen Hurts can execute at a high level. Um, they're gonna put up points, but I think the defense is is ultimately gonna be the difference maker in this game. Okay. Um, just kind kind of like the Tamp, kind of like the the pressure that the Tampa Bay defense put on Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Um, you know, the offense is going to have its opportunities. They'll put up points, but ultimately I think it's the defense that makes the biggest impact in this game. And, um, the Eagles offensive line have, have enough, uh, ability and talent on the line to, um, neutralize guys like Chris Jones and J- with combined with Jalen hurts mobility and their whole RPO style game plan. Like I saw Joe Burrow do an RPO, um, on Sunday night. I'm like, Joe, man. <laughs> They know you're not running the ball. So it's like, you know, but with Jalen Hurts, there's a good possibility he can he can run the ball. With this being the Super Bowl, it's like everything goes out the window with his shoulder, kind of like Patrick Mahomes in the ankle. So, I mean, they better watch out, man. That Eagles defense is so juiced up right now. You can tell how hungry they are, how ferocious they are. And with them having the number one passing defense, so they also have that incredible secondary across the board. You have the the um, the Chiefs wide receiver room decimated with injuries. So you really put a lot of pressure on Travis Kelsey and get home, get to Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I just think they have too much ammunition in this game defensively uh, against Kansas City that that's going to be the big difference. Um, and if they could win the turnover battle, I think Kansas, I, I think uh, the Eagles are going to win this game. So. Look at this. I, I'm loving this. Look at the live numbers. 46 people watching the live edition of the Quest Cast. That is, is that, it's, it's pretty good. Huh? Andy, look at us. We're moving up, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Let's go. Huh? 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 Oh, why'd you have that look on your face? It, it, it felt like a, 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 what happened to you? Who, me? Yeah. You, you had like a disgruntled look on your face. What, 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 what did, did I shock you there? <laughs> no, no, it is uh it's shocking. No, I'm, I'm I am impressed. I appreciate all the Quest Nation, everybody out there. Hey, not was that a college uniform card you got? Joseph Asai. Okay, the man of the hour, the late hit penalty. Oh boy. Get off this young man's back. Okay. Get off his back. I kind of want to and he's a Texas Longhorn, right? I hate the Texas Longhorn burn orange. Was it a late hit? Yes. Lay off of him, though. It's one thing if this guy's just a scrub. This guy made so many freaking plays in this game for the Bengals. I'm thinking about building a Joseph Asai super collection, right? I feel so bad for him, Andy. So bad for him. Yeah, yeah, me, I, me, me too. That was that was brutal. I mean, absolutely brutal. And and I, I just, you know, reminded people that it was 19 degrees and that sideline was extremely slick. So not only did he get called for the penalty, you know, for just like, I mean, it was like a barely touching Mahomes and Mahomes slipped and fell, you know, and and, and then he hyperextended his knee. It looked like Joseph Asai tore something in his knee after that, you know, as well. So it's like insult to injury, just absolutely brutal. Um, the officiating in that game was was downright awful for a championship game. I, I was not, I mean, it wasn't awful, but it, there was definitely some controversial plays where 
I'm like, seriously, come on, man. Come on. So we're there's gonna be zero Joseph Asai slander on the football card quest. If if you want to get on Zach Taylor for handing the football off to Samaj P. Ryan with the Super Bowl on the line last year, that's perfectly fine. But Joseph Asai played a whale of a football game. He he quite literally had it was probably the Bengals' best defensive player. He was awesome for them. And then he's gonna be forever known for that play. He is going to be forever known. Uh, but I hope he bounces back. I love seeing BJ Hill, his teammate, standing right next to him. Andy, if I did the same thing, I wish I would hope you would be standing right next to me as well. Would you would you be by my side in my lowest moment? I would, man. I would. Yeah, man. Gotta 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 stick by your boys. I'd be there, man. I'd be there. Be a beach collectibles who just joined us. Um is he Andy, talking about Kyler Murray? Yeah, he's he he, he just missed the Kyler Murray chat. Uh, Rewind uh, the tape. He's yeah. not a buy for me right now. I I got a couple Kylers. I got a couple Kyler. I think I bought him from Andrew Perry uh, a year or two ago, and I'm good. I, that's all I need. So this is beauty. Andy and I don't always agree on stuff. I know we're friendly and all that, um, but I I love Kyler Murray. I think I think he, I think he is going to bounce back. I really do. And watch out if Sean Payton's the coach for them. Watch out. I'm just I'm just saying Sean Payton's done well with another undersized quarterback, and this one can run. Um the Bird Emanuel catch. Yeah, that was uh that was when they changed the rule. They changed the rule from that catch. Uh I, I want to say that was against the Eagles. I know it was in the playoffs. I think it was against the Eagles in the in the playoffs. Hmm. Vincent, who's spamming the chat, says Kyler is trash. A lot of people feel as uh, a lot of people feel this way as well. So, here's what we're going to do: uh, we're going to answer as many questions as we can in the next few moments. So, get them in while you can. Don't forget, Card Shop Live. Use the link. You got to use the link down below so Andy gets a very lovely kickback on that. And the good thing is, when we sign off here in a second. You can always talk to us, patreon.com slash football cards. Okay. Um, any one guy I do want to bring up here is Joe Burrow, right? It's going to be very interesting to see how the people react to, uh, you know, Joe Burrow's market after, you know, losing uh, the, this past game. So your thoughts on, on Burrow cards uh, as we move forward. Joe, Joe, you got to hold this guy. I mean, you got to hold him, especially as more rare stuff, because there's going to be many, many more hype spikes. Like, it's just just a hold. It's a pure hold right now, Carter. Um, he's a proven winner. You know, he's going to be a contender for many years. He's going to be that guy that's always in the thick of it. Um, and I, I'm excited about the future for him. I'm in, I'm in no rush to take any deals because we've got all the sets out, all his product out. There's like no... Um, doubt around how many different cards he has or, you know, what the population is like. So I've got so much data and intel, and it all says hold. Joe's also likable, right? Every show I go to, I hear people telling me how much they just like him, right? I went to a card shop in Alabama, Mobile, Alabama. Bro stuff was moving, Right. Burrow was the first LSU quarterback to beat Bama in a decade. They still like Joe Burrow there. He has no ties to Alabama. He is just universally loved. People like the Joe Burr, the Joey Ice, and 
it does help out that he's a handsome, marketable guy. So um, there's a lot of people that love them. Uh, so Joe Burrow, I also love me some T. Higgins. You know, we didn't spend much time. I know you're a big T. Higgins guy, Andy. Uh, what's going to be interesting, though, is he's switching his jersey number. Did you, did you hear that? No, I didn't hear that yet. Yeah, he's he's switching. Uh, according to Jim Nance, he's switching to to number five uh, next year. I think, and that was his college number. It's very interesting. Hey, I, I mean, hey, I'm I'm cool. <laughs> I'm cool with that. Um, you know, it does it does add an interesting dynamic because the whole jersey number thing with the serial number comes up because the the cards that match the serial number matches the jersey number uh, of the player have an additional value like a lot of times you'll see those cards go for 40 50 higher than the other ones and if the jersey number changes then it still matches the jersey on the card but his actual jersey number changes so then that'll add additional demand to his veteran cards when they come out with the new jersey number so always something to keep him uh to keep in consideration is that veteran cards or are, are viable especially the more rare ones especially the ones that have these interesting intricacies like um, like T. Higgins will have next year. All right, so we're going to fly through a few of these really quickly. Andy, let's go to Brian right here. Uh, guys, do you monetize your base cards? Any way to move them? Any good ideas? I have thousands and just sitting in plastic boxes. Man, you have a few different options. Um, I, I think you could look at doing a lot. I think another interesting thing you could do is sell them on a place like Facebook Marketplace or in person. Uh, if, if they're rookie cards then they, they have obviously more desirability. You're going to be able to get a little bit of money, but if they're just a bunch of extra commons ripped from packs and boxes and stuff like that, maybe just give them away to kids or like, um, you know, uh, less fortunate kids, you know, the, the boys and girls club, that kind of thing. You donate them. Um, so you could do that, or you could just sell them in a big lot, man. And you show up, you meet up with somebody, they look through the cards in the trunk of your car. I've done this before. Um, and you just give them like 10, 15 minutes, you know, and it's like, Hey, make an offer, man. I'll sell them all to you for a hundred bucks. You put some cash back in your pocket. Um, and you've gotten rid of all that product, uh, and those cards in one swoop. There's just, a, it's mostly a bunch of comments. So unless you open a card shop and start a, a 50 cent box or something like that, then honestly, it's the best way to move them. Yeah, Brian, as, uh, I, I sold a lot of base cards, um, to someone and it was a 400 card lot. and Guess what? I turned it into a 600 card lot. I, I I gave that person the biggest bang for their buck for what they paid for the lot. I think it was like 100 or 200 bucks. And I kind of like that because, you know, you just get all those base cards uh, just out because they do begin to pile up and an organization does become a key and they, they're just sitting. Right. And I understand that frustration, Brian. I really do. But what I would say is two things. The first if you want to be a vendor and set up at a show, make sure you have a 25 cent box, right? Um, or make sure you have a box there where if kids are walking by, give the kids cards, just give them out. It makes you feel good. It makes that kid feel good. It's going to get that kid into the hobby. And, you know, you're just kind of paying it forward. Um, my buddy's a teacher. He gets a lot of cards donated to him puts them in packs and sells them that way. You can do like $5 mystery packs. Hey, here's a pack of cards. There's 50 of them in there. Um, there you go. You're just not going to make a, a whole lot of money on them, but something else that could happen. Let's say you have all these base cards and let's just say for some reason you missed a $50 auto of Devonta Smith 
and mixed in there for whatever reason. And let's just say you put them in a dollar box or a $5 box or whatever. If that one person gets that magical find, yes, they're getting over on you, but they feel great about you, right? They're going to tell everybody, hey, in that box, I found this. And guess what's going to happen? Word of mouth is the best advertising, right? I'm in the media business. I know this. If someone says that to someone else, they're going to sprint. They're going to run over people to get over to that dollar box. I've seen it on vlogs. I've seen this happen at shows. So if you have all those uh, base cards, there's many different ways you can move them. Yeah, man. I love the creative ideas and, and giving somebody a little prize, a little prize there that they could potentially win. So great stuff. Carter, next week, I do want to talk about what's going down this weekend, which is going to be very, very Im important and relevant in football cards. Uh, I saw a question about Jalen Tolbert earlier, and that would make that's what made me thought about the Reese's Senior Bowl going down uh -huh. this weekend. And there's college players that are going to get a lot of hype in this event that are going to become very relevant in the draft, boost their draft stock. And a lot of dynasty fantasy analysts go to the Senior Bowl to evaluate these college players that maybe go to smaller schools that get invited to this, what, what they're capable of. And this can have a big impact on their draft stock, which can have a big impact on the role that they obtain on their new team. And uh, so I, I want to talk about our, the big takeaways from the senior bowl and how that's going to affect football card prices next week. I'm looking forward to that. And that's this weekend. Now, what's very interesting about that is Panini sponsors that. Like, the rated rookie logo is everywhere. And when they make their announcements, when the Senior Bowl, the Reese Senior Bowl made their announcements uh, of who actually made it, you know what they did? They made a graphic of, like, the Prism card. Did you see that? I'll send no, you some you of it. Yeah, you shared that with me. It, it, looks, it, 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 it looks good. Like, it really does look good. So, I... Um, I love that. Like I, I really freaking do. So, um, I, I, I love the senior bowl. I've been plenty. I've been to three senior bowls, uh, interviewed Kellen Moore, Russell Wilson. It's kind of interesting that they were in the same senior bowl and how different their paths actually turned out. Um, but, uh, but yeah, man, that's, it's, 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 it's good stuff. Um, Let's go to Curtis here. Good advice on selling in the playoffs, guys. Bought a Burrow Optic PSA 10 midseason for $95. Sold last week for $240. And as NEO says on his channel, who, who's who's NEO? Uh, Neo, Neo Sports Cards and Comics, I believe. Let's go, yeah, Neo. Yeah. They let you buy them back. Yes, sir. I love it. Look at Curtis. I love this photo. Traveling the world. It's good stuff. But yeah, capitalize on this playoff cycle. Jalen Hurts' prices will go down eventually after the Super Bowl, especially if he loses. Um, so yeah, man, take advantage of the hype cycle. It's very important. That's it, brother. Take advantage of the hype cycles. Uh, study the market. Do your homework. Be patient. and uh, And you'll find it. You'll find it. Now, Here's what we're going to do. The best thing you can do to get involved, patreon.com slash football cards. But what's really interesting is even though we're about to sign off here, Andy posts content all week long. All right. 
You can also reach out to me at Carter the Power or at Power Hour LSU. Once again, I'm looking at patches of all legendary quarterbacks. Please get with me. Uh, I've gotten Peyton. I've gotten Drew. Uh, got John Elway. I'm looking uh, to keep building, and I want the card to be autographed as well. It doesn't have to be. Um, so yeah, man, I'm I'm buying the legends uh, right right now. Not Tom, but everybody else I can afford. So <laughs> uh, so so please hit me up. Um, we got a lot of cool stuff coming up for you on the channel. Andy and I, you should have heard some of the plans that we were making before this live stream. We're going to finalize everything and we're looking forward to getting to meet a lot of you. Andy, any final thoughts before we get out of here on the football card market? Stay tuned guys. We'll be back. Uh, Steve and I will be live tomorrow night, man. I uh, got a lot more thoughts, but uh, we'll save them. The hit man. Talk to you next week, baby. Card shop Shout out to you. Peace.